welcome to the second episode of season two of Holistic Hearts. Today we are going to be talking about vision with my mom. Hey. <laughs> I'll let my mom take over now. <laughs> uh, the joys of having my kids home for the break. I actually really have been loving it, but we are having a no screen couple of days. So I just had all three of my boys in my office hanging out and plus a golden retriever named Banner uh, chasing light <laughs> everywhere. Anyway, today we are on this podcast of Holistic Hearts talking about vision. With January being a big vision month and goals month, I thought it would be a great opportunity to really hone in on vision and what it looks like to do that with intention and how we do that by our means. And I really grabbed this concept. I've done a lot of teaching around purpose and mission and identity. And you can go back and listen to the very beginning of Holistic Hearts. Uh, I did a lot on that. Um, but this month, I really want to dive into um, a man named David Smith, who is a coach and a phenomenal man of God. And I was given the honor to basically sit at his feet and learn how to coach. And he wrote a book called Vision, Intention, and Means. Hang on, let me go let my dog out because he's whining to get out. So what we're going to talk about specifically today is on the vision piece. And I have had this verse, Proverbs 29, as a anchor, an anchor in my life, uh, which is without a vision, people perish. And basically it's anchoring ourselves into what are those dreams and those visions that God has given us. And through David's um, model, it's called the VIM model, we can really start to unpack this. So just like when we are, um, when we use something for what it was created for, it reflects the designer's creativity. Think about when you use a brand new exercise equipment, like a Peloton bike. When we get on it, we're using it as it's, it should, right? That was what it was intended for. That's what it was created for. If we use it as a coat rack or a sled or a toy, um, then it's not going to reflect back what its intention or intentional design was. It's not going to show the creator's design. And so it is for you. You've been designed by this amazing creator to reflect back his glory. He is our creator. And in that we get to be creative and give back to this world in a way that is going to bless many others. That is when we stand in our full potential. And growing in this area is super important because we get to uh, expand, we get to be transformed more and more into his image. An example would be uh, that David talks about in this book is that we're all born, we're all born from physical parents, right? So we reflect and resemble our parents. And 
when we are spiritually born again in Christ, it determines our potential for being transformed in his image. So we are reflecting our creator. When Jesus calls his disciples, so if you think about Peter and John and Matthew and all of those close disciples, they all, yes, they all had a vision, right? And they all were learning to discover that vision. But the first way that we discover that vision is we have to be with Jesus. And so the invitation is there. The invitation to discover your own vision is always going to be connected with Jesus himself. It requires relationship with him. It requires um, intentional seeking out. He lays all of these secret treasures around for the joy and the delight of our hearts and for himself. And I think that's just so cool that our creator finds joy in us discovering what we're called to do. And it also really unleashes a, um, the pressure is on because more than anything, the pressure is off. It's not about us. It's actually about him and the joy that we get to ask him more and more about who we are and what our purpose is and what the, um, the vision is for our life. So this VIM model, what is it? V-I-M vision leads to intention, leads to means. And as David says in this book, it's not going to be a straight line. It's going to be up and down. It's going to have squiggly loops and back and forth and rediscovering and discovering. And that's okay. The pressure is off. Remember that? <laughs> All right. So as we are, are walking towards discovering our vision, we have to understand that motivation is going to be the driving force to fuel change in our lives. It's either positive or negative. And whether we are intentionally wanting motivation or not wanting motivation, motivation is usually the kickstart to change something in our life. As a coach, I see this all the time. Um, even just, I, I run free text, uh, group texts where we're all keeping each other accountable in the, in the fitness space. If, by the way, you want to join that, please let me know, message me on Facebook. And I would love to add you to that. It's free. Um, but when I look at that as an example of motivation, we all have motivation to start, whether it's out of shame or out of love. I hope more than, more than most times that it's out of love, but either way, motivation typically starts us out and the motivation is going to partner up with our vision. And what's the vision you have moving forward? Like in this group, in this text message group where we're all holding each other accountable, we're all encouraging each other. My motivation as being a part of this group is to continue to daily move my body. That's my motivation because I want to keep the physical aspect of where I'm at right now. I feel really good. Probably for the first time in my life <laughs> in a long, long time that I am really content 
with where my physical body is. And I want to keep that going. And that's my vision. Okay. Other people in the group, they want to change. They want to feel better. They want to be more flexible. They want to keep appointments with themselves. Okay. So whether your vision is through exercise or it's, you want to read the whole Bible in a year, or you're starting with a life coach or another exercise routine, can you envision what it would be like to wake up knowing that you were able to follow through on a goal for yourself? The vision is tied to what we value. Is it worth it to go after the vision? There's going to be a cost. Your job is determined if it's worth the cost to get there. If your one thing that you're going after, your vision, is getting back into shape, you will have to choose to give up the comfort of sleeping in, of choosing to sit on the couch. But your job right now is to ask, is it worth that for you? I can think of, you know, um, I can't remember if I talked about it on this podcast or on holistic podcasting, but I talked about my journey through 75 hard. If you don't know what that is, it is five things that you daily do uh, for 75 days. It's a commitment, um, a mental toughness, toughness program. And basically why I chose to do it was I wanted to prove to myself that I could follow through on something. And these five things that you had to accomplish, which was drinking a certain amount of water, getting your movement in twice a day for 45 minutes. One has to be outside reading 10 pages in a nonfiction book, uh, choosing a nutrition plan that best suits your goals and taking a daily picture of your progress. Now, all five of those had to be completed. And if you missed one, even if you forgot to take a picture, then you had to start over at day one. Now <laughs> at the beginning, my, my motivation was high. I was so sick of feeling sick. I had gotten into a big routine of drinking alcohol pretty consistently, not over in abundance, but it was enough to make me feel yuck. Um, and maybe like three or four times a week. And so my motivation was, I just want to feel better. I want to prove to myself that I can do this. Now, my vision was I want to wake up feeling good. And I imagined being able to get out of bed, having energy, choosing and knowing that I had confidence in myself because I chose to follow through on this one thing that was really mentally tough for 75 days. And that's what got me through. I had a vision of where I wanted to go and, and the cost was a lot. It was time. It was using my voice of, to my kids on a road trip of, Hey, we have to stop <laughs> and cut our trip, um, into more days because we have to get a morning workout and an afternoon workout in. Um, it cost, you know, enjoying drinks with my family on the beach during the summer. Uh, I mean, there's a lot, right. But it all comes down to what are we valuing? Do I value proving to myself that I follow through and I trust myself to follow through on my word? That's what I valued. Or do I value being able to hold a drink in my hand and be a part of, of my family? Yes, I value that. But 
But in this season, I valued the ability to follow through on my own word more because I needed to start there. So I want you to try this exercise. It's called a cost accounting exercise. I want you to think of one goal that you have on your list for this new year. We're now a few weeks in, right? And I want you to, on a scale of one to 10 and 10 being the greatest value, how valuable is this goal to you? And give it an actual score. So you take my 75 hard goal and that goal was so valuable to me that it was a 10. So if you gave it a high score, what makes it so valuable? Because you want to know that answer because to get what you want, you're going to have to see what's it going to cost you. So if you think about exercise, if that is your goal, it's going to cost you time. It may cost you money. It's going to cost you energy. It's going to cost time in relationships. It might cost you resources. And I want you to write the cost of each of these categories. Now I want you to consider in light of the value you attach to, to this desire, has your motivation to pursue this desire, this goal, this vision increased or decreased from doing this exercise and why or why not? For me in that 75 hard, it did not decrease my motivation to do this. Okay. Now, once you do that, then you have a big picture of, is this worth your time? Is it motivating enough for you to change? You guys, our bodies and our minds and our spirit, actually, I'm going to say our body and our mind, we like to be in homeostasis. And this is actually seen on a, on a research level. Our brains love to keep ourselves in a place of homeostasis. We don't like change. Like physically, we do not like change. We do not like um, things out of routine. So it's going to cost you something and that's okay. That's just part of being human. All right. So let's, let's dig in a little bit more of how do we discover this vision? And like I said, I don't want you to get overwhelmed. It's a journey. It's lighthearted. It's like a kid discovering something new for the first time. If you've ever gone on a walk with a toddler and they are fascinated by every little thing, like it could be a piece of grass poking up out of a sidewalk and they're fascinated by it. And that's the, that's the posture that we get to walk this out in seeing this vision. So one way we can do that is we can pray. We can ask God to reveal to us pictures. What another way would be reading in the word, diving into the Bible. What are those things that jump out at your heart, at your spirit, like a flutter in your soul? Another way is reading from others. Right now I'm on a kick of reading um, people's biographies and I love it because it actually expands my mind to think bigger. And another way, again, is to be silent and to seek some solitude. We have the privilege to be able to be still and know that he is God. 
So godly vision, it creates clarity and it helps us to know really what to say yes to and what to say no to. And it results in uh, just a life full of being able to pour out to others. Jesus says, if your eye or your vision is good, your whole body will be filled with light. And that's what we're called to be is light in this world. And we're going to talk about that next month when we really hone in on light because God has been speaking to me so much on the power of light. So when we see the outcome, we see a picture of the front of the puzzle box, right? (laughs) Where we get a glimpse of the corner of the pieces all fitting together. We know where we're headed and we get this tunnel vision of, nope, that's not for me right now. Nope. I'm going to say no to that because that's, that's not a part of my calling. I know for me, my calling (laughs) is definitely not administration stuff. That's not my vision. My vision is building legacy, building, um, and inspiring others and empowering others to use their voice. That's where I know my vision is right now. Okay. I'm going to end it with this right here, life vision exercise. And I'm going to post this inside of our Facebook group as well for you to answer. And this is really a sweet exercise to go through. I want you to think about how do you want to be remembered by the people around you? including God. How do you want God to remember you? How do you want your spouse to remember you? How do you want your children to remember you? How do you want your parents to remember you? How do you want your friends to remember you? And how do you want the people that you work with to remember you? What's most important to you? And I want you to be super honest What occupies your thoughts and your conversations? Maybe you can't stop talking about Jesus and how he's changed your life. And that's what you meditate on all the time. Or maybe you think about finances all the time and how you can save here and save there and steward your money. Think about that and be super, super honest. How do you spend your time? What do you spend your money on? If I took a look at your bank account, I could get a pretty good idea of what you value. If you took a look at my bank account, you could very much see that I value good food, <laughs> like healthy food, supplements, um, putting things in my body that are good for me, like shakes and stuff, and investing in my health. That would be number one up there, I think, and, and supporting my team and my family. Now, if you, what you see is different than what you're telling yourself, then you need to stop and ask, where is there a misalignment and ask, what do you really want? How do you envision your life? What do you envision in your relationship with God to look like at the end of this year? What is your current calling? We talked about seasons. 
I want you to write it out. And what does the fulfillment of this look like? Okay, I'm going to end with this. I just want you to ask Holy Spirit, would you give each of these listeners a wink this week to show you, to show each of these people listening something of their purpose, that it would reflect your glory. And then I want you to come inside of the group in the Facebook group, and I want you to share what you've heard. All right, that's it for this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about intentions, and I can't wait. All right, bye.